about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. So there's divisions taking place in the world, and there's divisions taking place in the church, but there's also divisions taking place in your life. Yes. Even though God is not the author of division, basically the Bible does say he's a, he came with a sword. Yeah. Right. I mean, no, a sword cuts. Yeah. Sword divides. Yeah. A sword does things. And sometimes we get so far in the natural realm that we don't even stop to think of what God's doing in the spirit realm because the spirit and the natural realm basically run together. I don't know if you know that or not, but, but what's happening in one realm is actually happening in the other realm too. We can just see the natural. And if you get sucked into looking at the natural all the time and not see the spiritual of it, you can get messed up through all this stuff. It'll affect your soul. It'll affect your mind. It'll affect your will. It'll affect your emotions. And basically you've got to come to a place where you understand spiritually. Say spiritually. spiritually. And I'm not talking about floating around. I'm talking about spiritually. How many know you are a spirit? Yes. You have a soul and you live in this physical body. See? And they want to race over black and white and black and white. And, and I'm in a, the only difference between me and black people is I'm living in a white house. <laughs> Do you understand? And they're in a black house. And I'll tell you what, there's some people in a black house. I'm darker than they are. Come on, yeah. I'm darker than they are. So how are you going to judge people by the house that they live in see going spiritually you're a spirit you're living in this house for goodness sake could you imagine he came to my door knocked at the door said hey how you doing how's your neighbor over here I don't know never talked to him you never talked to him in 30 years no why because I got a block house I got a wood house never talked to him you talk to those people over there no never talked to them why they got a metal roof and I got a shingle Come on, it's just as foolish if you're a spiritual being. Come on, man. And they got everybody all tied up in all this stuff, and basically the world's in a battle with the Word. That's where the fight is. It's the world ways, the world ideas, the world, what the world wants to do, or trying to sow stuff into your mind so you get it, and it's all against the Word of God. So if we get over on the Word of God, we'll have no problem with the world. And the way to get your life changed every day and grow every day is to get the L out of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Are you following me? You take the L out of world, you got word. So the only thing keeping you from being a word person is an L. So God came to get the L out of you. And this is the thing. It is a procedure from the day that you entered the kingdom of God. God immediately by the spirit of God started getting the L out of you. How many know it doesn't happen overnight? Because you were full of L. <laughs> Don't mess with me now. I'm trying to get this out. Yeah. It L in you. So slowly he starts taking that L out of you. And here's the thing. You can go as far in the word as you choose to go. See, it's up to you. It's not up to God. Well, God takes them there, and they're up here, and they're doing this. No, no, no. They, they pursued God. They went after God. They went after to get the L out of them. They left the Spirit of God speak to them. And not only did they get revelation of the Word, but they did what the Word of God told them to do. And that's how they got there. See, one of the main, one of the main terrible things people look at is they look at you when you're being successful and don't understand back when you were in L. 
Are you following me? And you can see that, and you can criticize that, and you can come against that. And there's people all over the nation right now, and a lot of big spiritual leaders. I don't know. You know, I grew up under Kenny Copeland. Still partly under him now. You know, he's one of the ones there. But I'll tell you what, Kenny Copeland did not start where he is today. So people want to come along now who don't know where he came from. And they want to criticize him. But he came from way in hell. Deep in hell. And he came all the way out to where he is right now. If you don't know his story, he was 350 pounds at one time. Overweight, smoking packs of cigarettes every single day. He was a disaster. And all at once he heard about the Word of God changing your life. Say, the Word of God, word of God. will change my life. Change my life. I'm telling you, that's the key to you right now. You can, you can read this. You can do that. You can praise. You can holler. But the Word of God is what changes your life, changes the way you think, lines you up with the kingdom, and gets the L out of the inside of you finally so that you're thinking like that. So he got all excited. And he jumped in his car, didn't know if it would make it or not, and he went to a Kenneth Hagin meeting. Drove clear across, got to Kenneth Hagin meeting, and he got in there, and he heard the word, and he sat under the word, and he sat under the word, and the weekend was over with, and he was just woo-wee. How many know if you hear the word all weekend, you would be woo-wee too instead of woo-wee? Yes. Yeah. So he sits under the word, and then he says, i got to have those tapes. So he went into the guy and says, i got to have those tapes. He said, okay, we're selling them right over here, and he didn't have any money. So he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you the car I drove here in for those tapes. And you know what Ken Hagen's minister said? He said, I saw that car. I don't even want that car on my lot. <laughs> well, he said, what kind, what kind of testimony is that if I take your car and park it there on my lot? We'll just give you the tapes. You keep the car. Because his car was so bad. Are you following me? Now, most people don't know that's where he started. But he had a lot of L in him. And I'll tell you what, those tapes and that word of God started taking the L out of him like you wouldn't believe. And pretty soon he started teaching what he knew. He didn't try to teach everything in the world. He started with what he knew. God will save you, heal you, deliver you. That's it. What about this? I don't know. God will heal you, save you, deliver. That's it. What do you think about this? I don't know. God will heal you, save you, deliver. See, if you're going to be a preacher, preach what you know, not what somebody else knows that you heard that you're going to regurgitate. See, there's no power on regurgitation. The power is on the word itself that's already gotten on the inside of you and will come out of your belly and touch people and change their lives, see? So that was the start of him, you know? And then, you know, when we met him, I mean, he's running these big conferences. We're taking our kids every year out to Texas to the big conferences and everything. And he's standing there and you see him in a, man, nice, I mean, nice suits and walking around on the platform. And you have no idea where he came from. Do you understand? But there was a hunger in his heart to go somewhere. I would pray this morning that there's a hunger in your heart to go somewhere other than where you're at this morning. Well, you don't know how far I came. You don't know how far you got to go yet. Praise God. You barely got the bottom off the L. He wants to take the big line out of there too. Praise God. It's on the inside of you. And you do that by really pressing in and pursuing God's heart as number one. If you pursue him as number one, all the things that are messing you up right now will fall in line and you'll not have any problems in your life at all, financially, emotionally, physically, anyway, as long as you obey and seek him first, say first. So we go to some of his meetings. We're going to his big things out there. Jerry Seville's there and Creflo Dollar's there and we take the kids out and they got a great kids ministry. I mean, it was super. So we would go there and, and he touched me one time. I've heard his sermons over and over again, but he was standing behind the pulpit one time and he walked out and he saw some nuns. You know what nuns are, right? Okay. Just checking. We got different people in here. There was nuns up there, about six or seven or eight of them or something, and he just pointed them out and said, hey, how you doing? Of course, they waved back, and he had them stand up, and he said, where are you from? I think they're from Haiti, and basically what were they doing? They were building a big 
ministry over there for kids or something, and they were praying for God for the money, and I think it was like five, $600,000 that they needed to build this thing. And he said, we're glad you're here this morning under the word. And he goes back and opens the Bible, and he says, oh, God just spoke to me. See so-and-so after this, we'll write you a check for $600,000 so that you can build your... I thought, dear God, I would love to... Wouldn't you love to do that someday? My God. I, I don't mean, here's $10 for food. That's all right, though. I mean, you know, you got to start someplace. Here's 50. Well, wouldn't it be nice? What's that? You need a couple hundred thousand? Well, just see my banker in the morning. Take it out of there. Go ahead. Do what you want to do. And so you're looking at him like, oh, oh. He wants to lay hands here. Pushing. You're losing all your Christianity because you want to get hands laid on you. Get out of my way. Just laying hands on real people. Not two dead beats on real people. I'm a real people, praise God. But notice he didn't get there. Are you following me? You know, Ronnie Howard Brown blew back here in the 1990s, blew through here, and he came from Africa, and he had nothing when he got here. Do you know that? He was sleeping in his car from time, and his car was worse than Kenny Copeland's, if you can imagine that. It was terrible. He came to this country, but I'll tell you what, he had a desire for more of God. He had a desire to do what God wanted him to do. He had a desire to grow. He had a desire to change. He had a desire to change people. He had a desire, and this desire in his heart, he was pursuing. Say pursuing. pursuing. It's one thing to sit there and tell everybody what you would like to do. What are you going to do? I'm going to have a giant ministry someday. What have you done? Well, I'm thinking about starting reading the Bible next week. <laughs> Come on now. As soon as I got born again and God said, you're going to preach, I, I got in this book and I read this book and I studied this book and I went through this book and I got little note cards and every time I came across a scripture on finances, I'd put it on a note card and put it under money and then I'd find one on faith and I'd put it under F and I put, went through the whole Bible and just colored everything and did everything. Why is that? Because I knew what I was called to do and I wanted to do it the way God wanted me to do it and I wanted to do it effective. Amen. See, people say, well, that's all God. Tell me what. That studying for 10 years wasn't all God. That was part of me too. Come on, we got to cut that out. All God. It's all God. No, it ain't all God. God told you to do something, and he wants to work with you, for goodness sakes, and he can't get it done without you. So instead of saying, well, it's all God, God's going to preach this morning. Everybody ready? Go. And now God's going to pray in the Holy Ghost. Go. No, you've got a part in this, and he wants you to have a part in what he's called you to do. You're a partner with him in the things of God. It's the people that say, I did it all. I understand that. Because they know, if you know you need God, if you know God at all, you know you need Him. Yeah. So anyway, Roger Hyde Brown comes around. He's driving through Florida trying to get meetings, trying to get set up, trying to do this, trying to do that. And, and some of the meetings he went to, he'd park three blocks away because he didn't want anybody seen. And he said it backfired all the time. So he didn't want to pull up in front of this church with all these people and go, Woo! and then him step out in the only suit that he had. He'd been wearing for the last four nights and do something. He didn't want that atmosphere there. So he'd park three or four blocks away, he said, and he'd walk to get to the meeting and do something. He said one time after the meeting, he, he was going to take the pastor out for lunch. He didn't know how because he didn't have any money anyway. But he was going to take him out to lunch someplace, and he got in the car, and there was water in the car. And the pastor said, uh, you know, you, in Florida, you've got to roll your windows up because you never know when it's going to rain. And he said, yeah, you're right. And he said, the pastor didn't know that my windows were up. He said they were up as tight as they went, but when it rained, this car leaked. You know, he didn't know that. So he said, That's, I'm glad you told me that, you know, just brushed it off or whatever. But there's a process that's taking place in each and every one of our lives, and God is removing a little more L out of your life each and every day if you allow him to do it through the word of God. 
It's not talking to people. It's not calling people unless they're giving you the word of God. This word changes your life daily, and it does something to you. And I'll tell you what, tapes are, to me are the greatest thing in the world. I still sit at home, and I listen to cassette tapes. That's right, because, you know, they go around like this, and they're, they're little things like this. and they're the, Why is that? Because when I got into this, everything that I got was cassette tapes. Everything I preached was on cassette tapes, everything else. So the first, last thing I did, well, CDs are coming, this is coming, this is coming. I got a hold of a company. I bought like five of those little cassette players because I know they're not going to make them anymore sooner or later. So I'm going to get ahead of the boat, praise God. So I've got two of them at home. I've got two up in the closet just in case they break because I've got a lot of cassette tapes, and I don't want to throw them things out. You know, there's an anointing on them things. There's powerful teaching on those things. There's things there. So I listen to those things over and over. And when I was a mailman for all those years, man, I could case mail and put that thing, clip it on here, the little cassette thing, and I'm listening to the Word of God all morning long for four hours while I case mail. When I got on the street, I put that little cassette player right there aside of my Bible, and I hit the play button, and all day long I'm listening to, I mean, I listen to cassettes, cassettes. There's some sermons I could preach better than Kenny could. Because I heard it so many times, it just came out of the inside of me, you know. But there was a hunger and a pursuit in my heart to do that. And after you get so far, say so far, far. say so long, long. say so many years, years. there's a temptation to stop where you're at. Getting awful quiet in here. Yep, see. See, well, I've been, I've been in church 20 years to read the Bible anymore. I got everything out of that I'll ever need, praise God. No, no. This is a continual thing from the day you get in the kingdom of God, the next day, the next day. Don't matter how long you're in the ministry. Many ministries burn out because they do their first years of teaching, log them down, and then they just go back over in the next year and back over the next year. What are you preaching two months from now? Let me tell you. I can tell you right here what I'm going to be preaching. I can't tell you what I'm preaching today. Are you following me? I just want to do what he wants to do, and I know what he wants to do this morning. He wants to get some more L out of you and give you a hunger and a desire to get rid of that L on the inside of you and put a fire back on the inside of you for the Word of God and the Spirit of God and to start doing what you're called to do is lay hands on the sick and cast out the devil and walk in love and walk in power and walk in the things of God and change the people around you and change the family members around you and change everybody around you because he put you here to do that. And it's not going to get done unless you do it. I mean, we got people in the church. we got poor John back there. Say, poor John. John starts dating Heather. Oh, she's lovely. She's great. Heather says, come to church with me, John. John says, okay, I'll do that. Were you Catholic, right? Were you Catholic? And he comes to this church, and I'll bet the first thing he thought was, wow, this is great. Can't wait to come back to DCVC. No, he's thinking, if I got to go to church here, I don't know if she's that fine or not. Praise God. Come on now. You know how people think. That's the way I thought. First time I went to a Catholic charismatic prayer meeting and they're speaking in a tongue that I didn't understand. I thought, went got in the car with her. I said, we ain't ever going back there again. I don't know what they're doing, but it ain't right. But how many know the Holy Ghost won't leave you alone? He won't stop. He won't keep pulling. He won't keep tugging. He won't keep doing things. He won't keep... Praise God. So John had to make a choice, didn't he? He had to come to church, came to church, and he listened to the word. And once things started shifting, and a little bit of that L started leaving him, and some of those bad things he started thinking were lined up with the kingdom of God. And pretty soon now he's understanding. He's being successful in his marriage, successful in finances. And he got to teach on Wednesday night. Isn't that wonderful? See, there's a time that it goes in your life. You've got to understand that there's a growing period in your life. Everybody just doesn't arrive someplace in the kingdom of God. It is a, it is a surgery on the inside of you taking out. How I many you know I was taught things for 30 years? I got most of my info out of bars. 
I was a good card player. Other than that, I didn't progress much, praise God. But notice that wasn't going to help me in the world. How many of you know that? Because I was going to do just the way. I was going to handle my finances the way the world handles the finances. Let's see. God, I heard one time said tithe, so I'll buy a round. That's tithing. <laughs> Felt good about it. Did you give? Yeah, I bought everybody around. That's more than 10% of my check, praise God. God loves me. See, you can, you can line up with the natural way of thinking and, and equate it to God and think you're doing something right, praise God. You don't know. Hallelujah. Sounds good to me. Glory to God. But then God had to go to work. And through that word, he starts changing and he starts melting you and he starts molding you and he puts a fire in your heart and you are responsible for the fire that he puts in your heart to keep it burning in your heart for what he's calling you to do, what he wants you to do, be hungry for the things of God. And they've got to be put first place in your life in order for that to happen. Hallelujah. Can I talk this morning? Can I talk about anybody in here this morning? All right, I used to get phone calls all the time from somebody who loved God, wanted to come to church, couldn't seem to come to church, wanted to come to church, wanted to help people, wanted to do something, but didn't want to do something. I'd call her, go over to her house. I'd talk to her there. Uh, I don't know if she was drinking that day or not, but she wants to change. She wants to go someplace. She wants to do it. She wants to do it for God. She Finally, she came to something in church, and then when she got to church, of course, she was here about 10 minutes, and then she left, and then she didn't come back, and, and then all at once, something happened. Say, something happened. <laughs> Say, the Holy Ghost got a hold of her L. And I'll tell you, he pulled that L right out of the inside of her. And now Marie is here every Sunday. Marie is here every Wednesday. Marie takes every class. Marie's homeworks are almost perfect. Marie is full. Marie wants to, Marie wants to serve. She wants to get back in the kitchen, do whatever she can do, do whatever she can. What's the change? There was a growing. How many know she could still be out there? But I'll tell you what, while she was out there drinking, she was listening to tapes. She'd always say that to you. I listen to your tapes. I don't come to church because I can't seem to do it, but I, I listen to your tapes. I really do all the time. And she'd quote something that I said. I said, my God, at least she's listening to the tapes, you know. So when she came in, there was a jump start. But now she's, I mean, she's here. You understand? She ain't backtracking. She ain't backpedaling. She ain't stopping. She ain't waiting. She's growing in the things of God. She loves the Lord. She's here early. She's here on time. She's here for, well, what made the difference? The Word of God. The Word of God changes. Now, if you see Marie, you come to church first time today. Oh, she's just, I bet she was like that all the time. I bet she was the sweetest little thing you ever saw. I bet she was the most obedient teenager you ever saw in your entire life. And whoa, no. The ones that know her say, time out, baby. Time out. But she got from where she was to where she's at now and it wasn't just God zapped her with a miracle. Right. See, lay hands on me, lay hands on me, lay hands on me. Why? Right. If you ain't even putting the word in and pursuing God anyway, what, what am I, a treatment center? <laughs> See? Because you can tell when you lay hands on people whether they really want something or whether they're just, it's Sunday and now I'm going to do something. No, 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 no. There needs to be a hunger in your heart because I can tell when the anointing's pulled out of the inside of me and when it bounces back and hits me in the head. See? See, you can tell that. But everybody wants a treatment round. Nobody wants to take the time to read the word. Nobody wants to take time to listen to tape. Nobody wants to take any advice. Blah, 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 blah. Give me your advice. I'll listen to it, but then I won't do it anyway. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> well, I've got more precious time than to give you information that you ain't going to use anyway. Do you see? Praise God. My time's very valuable. And when I give people info and they come to me for advice, I will give you the advice that I've got and guarantee it'll be something out of the word. Sorry, that's the way we do it here. I'm not going to make up a story for you. I'm not going to... Bah, 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 bah. No, I'm going to give you the word of God. Then you've got to go and you've got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't like that word. Don't come back. 
You might as well just tape it now. You're going to get the same word until you do the word, see? But the change takes place, and everybody started in a place. You know, when I got born again, I was an alcoholic, praise God, and God just started doing things in my life. If, if you see people now, you don't recognize that, but it's changed. People are being touched. People are being changed in here, but you go as far as you go by as hungry as you are. Are you following me? The more hungry you are, the further that you go, praise God, in your life and the more things that you do, glory to God. Ben and Latasha came here, praise God. They knew very little, I'll be honest with you. Matter of fact, they probably knew more about the Koran than they did the Bible when they got here. And Latasha was one who was, quote, I will never preach. I will never preach. I don't think I'm called to preach. Well, I think I am, but I don't think I am. I don't know. Well, what did that? The Word of God. The Word of God does that. Just sitting under the Word of God, praise God, does something on the inside of you. It's a spiritual thing. It gives you spiritual food. It gives you spiritual life. It helps you grow up on the inside. Pretty soon you start seeing your true identity of who God called you to be and what He's made you and the ability He's placed on the inside of you. And that starts to rise up on the inside of you. And you, for somebody that I can't, to get out of my way, praise God. I want to. You call me a what? Come on, everybody prays for boldness. Find out who you are in the Word of God. Start growing, and you can't help but be bold. You'll scare people. People say, well, I don't like to hang around, and they scare me. That's because you've got so much L in you. Every time they talk, they kick you right in the L. See, there's a growing period. It takes time. And don't, don't wait 50 years to start. Don't wait till you're 70 and then turn over a new leaf. Whatever age you are right now, start and get moving, praise God. Hallelujah. You got to find out. I mean, the main man here, Patrick, he came here. He, he, he came. We met a couple times and everything else. He came. For, he has pastored churches. He's preached at churches. He's done everything. But when he got here, how many know he thought, found out there was something a little different out there than what he did teaching and pastoring on before that there was some a little different thing so we sat down and we talked you know and that's good it's better than saying well i don't believe what they're doing and i'm going to tell every church there's a cult over there tcvc because <laughs> i'll tell you what that's what most people do who've been in the ministry no he said hey let's talk this over let's see it in the word he started seeing the word he said my god this is good he started studying the word he started growing the word he started going in the word he started he didn't say well i've pastored 10 years Whippersnapper. No, he was open to grow. He was looking for something. He was going someplace. He wanted to go someplace else. He wanted to be a part of something bigger. He wanted to do something. So he just swallowed the old stuff, got rid of some of it, started flowing anew. And there he is now, praise God. He's a main person in this church, praise God. You can see everybody's got a choice. Everybody sitting here right now, you've got a choice whether you want to go further, whether you don't, whether you want to stay where you're at, whether you want to say, oh, that was fun at church today. We had a good meeting. But there's growth, something on the inside of you that God wants to do on the inside of you. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, during the pandemic, all at once, church attendance wasn't important anymore. Let me tell you, church attendance is important anymore. The Bible says he's given gifts unto men. If you're not under a gift, then you're in the wrong place. Would you start a, would you start a, a house church? with me and all my good friends. And yeah, well, who, who's the gift? Praise God. Who, which one of you is gifted? Well, we all are. Yeah, well, you're not gifted in the fivefold. You're not gifted to raise the people up. You're not gifted to perfect them because that's what Jesus did. He perfected five different categories to do that for you. And not Sister Susie or Brother Joe who wants to start a church. No, you get under a five-fold ministry. Are they any better than anybody else? No, they just got a gift. Praise. Whether you like it or not, I am not employed by you. I am a gift to you. 
So you can't fire me. You can't kick me out. You can cut my wages off. I'm still a gift to you, whether you like it or not. Sometimes you get gifts you don't like. That's just the way it works, praise God. But that's what I am, and I know what I am, so I can't be persuaded on, hey, pastor, if you teach on this, I'll give you $100,000. I can care less how much money you got. I got a gift, and I'm going to use my gift, and I'm going to stand my gift. And my... See, when you know who you are, it doesn't matter who everybody else thinks you are, and you'll not be controlled and persuaded by people who want to take their opinion and move you off of what he called you to do. Well, pastor, you know, you know, and I've been spiritual now for about 35 years that if you just stop that tongue stuff and stop laying hands on people, you'd have a lot bigger church. So I'd have a bigger dead church rather than a little alive church. No, thank you. No, thanks. No, thanks. No, thank you. Praise God. I've been in dead churches. How many have ever been in a dead church? That's right. That's right. I think some of them are deader than dead, if there's such a word there. Praise God. And we don't want to be there. We want to go further than that. We want to do what God's called us to do. We want to flow in the things of God. Praise God. Everybody here that you see right now and you see stepping out and the ones who are hugging you and loving on you and helping you are people who started in an L state but have come out of that L state. I mean, she's a good friend, so I can say this, but Luann was a mess when she first came here. My God. First time I sat down with her, I didn't think Jesus could help her. right? But it was because of what she was taught, you know, where she was at, what she was instructed. Then she started coming out, and she wasn't one that wanted to come out a little bit. She said, oh, this is stupid. This word's going to do something in my life, and I'm going to sit under the word of God, and I'm going to be here, and I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to tapes, and I'm going to do things. And I mean, she, she grew fast. I'm telling you what, praise God, from where she was to where she got to. And now she's singing. Now she knows everybody. She loves every one of you. She's reaching out to you guys. She's one of our best friends. I mean, I'm telling you what, there's a change that took place. What I'm trying to tell you, she didn't start there. It's not her beginning, and this isn't her end. She's on her way yet, praise God. My God, if you ever hear and listen to Kelly talk, she make Luann look like a saint. And I can say this because she's already given this testimony. I'm not the one that broke the news. I'm just talking about the news that was broke. But there's a change. Now she's on fire. Now she's doing what God wants. And I guarantee she's happier. See, everybody says, well, I'm not going to get pressed into God because he's going to take everything I like that's fun away from me. No, everything you think is fun is killing you. The wages of sin is? See? And we look at sin as, oh, this is great. Wow, this is great. See, I look, ooh, this is great. 30 beers a night is great for me. Yeah, yeah. Probably really helped me get strong and inside. And No, it was attractive to you, but notice, and God wants you to quit. No, but now guess what? When he tells you to stop, guess whose choice he doesn't come in and just go, stop it, and set you down. He says, that's not good for you. That's not good. You know, when the kids were young, they used to skateboard and they used to play basketball and stuff like that. And how many you know, it's, it bounces better out in the middle of the street than it does in the yard. So when I go out and tell them to come off the street, how many, well, you're taking away my fun. We were going to dribble out here all day long. Yeah, and get ran over by a truck. 
You see, it's the same way with Father God. Every time he wants to take something we think is fun, chances are it's something that's got to go. Let me say that again. I, don't th- I think a couple of you heard that. <laughs> I think some of you missed that. Yeah, you think it's fun and you think it's great, but it's not fun and it's not great because it's killing you. And your father loves you so much and wants to use you and wants the power of God to come out of the inside of you and that river that's in you to start to flow and the wisdom of knowledge to rise up in you and to you to be a God-man. Yeah. That's right, I said it. God-man. God made you a God-man, a son of the living God, a child of God. And he wants you to act like one. He wants you to be like one. He wants you to love like one. Well, I just can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. It's up to you. You make the decision whether you can or not. The love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, and he's on the inside of you. And the one thing I love about the Holy Ghost, he is a nag. People think their wife's a nag. Get involved in the Holy Ghost. He won't ever leave you go. At least you can put your wife in a corner someplace and run away. But the Holy Ghost is here. You can't get rid of him. He's on you all the time. He just... Go to the bedroom, close your door. There he is. Ah. Yeah. Mow the lawn. He's right there. Pray. He's just everywhere. Praise God. But notice he's doing it for your betterment. Is he not? He's doing it to help you to fulfill your purpose for here. He's doing it so you can live in peace and joy, praise God. Everybody says, give me peace, give me peace. You've got peace. The Bible says peace will be multiplied by the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So how's my peace multiplied? Through knowledge. Say through knowledge. knowledge. See, if you've got knowledge how to do something, there's no sense worrying about how to do it because you already know how to do it, so you're not going to... Are you following me? So the more knowledge you get about how how to do things, then you're in peace all the time. Well, a symptom hit my body. Oh, my God. How many know that's not the answer? No, the Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee. I've got some knowledge now, don't I? The Bible says I was healed 2,000 years ago, doesn't it? So I got some knowledge now. So I just get off of me in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to have time for you. I'm not going to worry. And you just keep walking in your peace. Everything's going to come try to steal your peace and your joy right now. But you have to let it do that, see? So I'm going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to get the L out. I'm going to continue to find out who I am. I'm going to continue to walk in the things of God. I'm going to continue to, oh, no, I don't get offended. No, oh, I walk in forgiveness. No, no, they probably didn't mean what they said. And even if they did, I forgive them, praise God. Because they probably did. Because they probably did. See, and that's the way we walk. We repel things. We're like in this uh, Holy Ghost bubble. And every time somebody throws an L at us, we knock it down, praise God. Because there's people out there who aren't living in this kind of lifestyle. Do you understand that? So we don't get mad at them. We don't shoot them. We don't talk about it. We pray for them. We want to bring them into the kingdom of God. I tell you, eternity is a long time. Hell's a long time. All right, I must be getting long because my granddaughter's telling me it's about time to finish up. So. I told her this morning, let me know when she was ready to go. And I think she's getting close there now. Hallelujah. But notice, there's changes that still should be taking place in your life every single day. There's tapes you can listen to. Wednesday night services here you can be at. We put everything online for you. Even if you don't come, everything is online. Going down the road, push a button, mytcvc.com. Listen to Wednesday night, last Wednesday night, the Wednesday before the Sunday. It's available to you all the time. All this other stuff is okay if it's done in a certain period of time. Do you understand? If you're on Facebook for 14 hours a day and you listen to one 15-minute tape, it's not going to work real good. There needs to be a balance. He needs to be first place in your thought life every single day, all day, because he's there. Even when you go to do something, you're going to do something to advance the kingdom of God and look at it as another opportunity to grow in the things of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
And that's what your whole life is from here on out. And you'll find out that you'll live in righteousness, peace, and joy if you just do that, praise God. Sometimes you just got to remember where you were. I mean, sometimes when I get all mumble-jumbled, I just remember back where I was at one time. There I was at 30 years, almost 30 years old. And I told her I was going to die at 30. I told her that when I married her. I said, something spoke to me and I was going to die at 30. And she said, well, I don't know about that. I said, yeah, I'm going to die at 30. So what was it, December 21st, which is six days before I turned 30 years old, I died. But it was the old man. I'm so glad. If I get my choice, I'd pick him, not me. Praise God. The old man died on December 21st, 1985. Totally turned my life around before I was 30 years old. Praise God. And what did I do? Just pursue God. And I continue to pursue God. I continue to go after the word. I continue to, you see my house, it's got one shelf with nothing but notes all over the place. And then sometimes I go back to the beginning of the first notes I ever got and look at them. And how many know they bless me? Even though I think I'm down here and they couldn't possibly bless me. I'm so much more intelligent now than I ever was before. I'm just really smart now. And I read some things that I, that I said back there basically that weren't quite lined up. They weren't wrong, but they weren't quite lined up. Well, now I can say, wow, I'm glad I grew from there to where I am lined up with God the way I think, the way I do things, the way I do. And it shows to me that I've been growing in the things of God, praise God. So praise God. Some people journal. That's fine, whatever you want to do. I don't have to journal. I take enough notes to write 42,000 books, so I don't have to do that. See, I've got all that stuff at home. But praise God, there's a growth period for each and every one of us. It's still here. You can grow. Start doing something spiritual that you've never done before. See, make a little breakthrough. Some people can't say, yeah, hallelujah in church. They go, hallelujah. <laughs> Did you hear me? Because for you, there's a resistance for you to yell hallelujah to the God that saved you from the pit of hell and put you in the drought to the kingdom of God, and we can't yell hallelujah. The Bible says men should pray everywhere, lifted up holy hands. You can find three men who will even raise their hands, much less pray. I mean, the praying part would be tougher than lifting your hands, you'd think. But we don't do it. Why don't we do it? Because there's a resistance, that's why. Because the devil don't want you going anywhere. He wants you stuck in the L mud the rest of your life and just to stay there and spin your wheels all the time. Well, don't worry, my wife, she's spiritual. She'll take care of it. She takes care of everything for me. Her and God are in a direct line. Yep. Yep. And when you die and go up before the Lord, you're going to say, where's my wife? Oh, my God. My God. Honey, honey, where are you? Because this is an individual thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. This is you and he and he and you, praise God. That's all it is when you get in quiet. Oh, we can help each other. We can bless each other. But praise God, when you get in the dark of night, and it's just him and you, praise God. And he's got nothing but good plans for you. Yes. He's not got bad plans for you. He's got good plans, but he's growing you into that stuff that you need to grow. He's getting the L out of your life. He's removing worries, moving fear, removing sickness, moving disease, removing all these divisions in your life. Praise God. He's repairing relationships. It may not look like it. Anybody got a relationship like that? But praise God, we're believing that it's being repaired, aren't we? We believe the Holy Ghost is just bugging the... uh, Sometimes I'll say, nag them, Holy Ghost. I pray a nag prayer on them. Nag him. Get him. Get him. And he likes to nag him, so that's good, praise God. So I want to continue to grow as a body. I want to continue to grow in my own life, continue to grow in your life. hope I didn't offend anybody by pointing you out this morning, but that's too bad. That's the way we do things here. 
You watch next week, she'll show up, she'll show up, she'll show up, and nobody else will come because they think I'm going to get you next. <laughs> All right, let's pray this morning. Praise God. Oh, Father, you really messed me up this morning. Praise God. <laughs> Father, I thank you. As we think back right now to where we started, where we were in the dumbness of our thinking and the worldly things that we did and thought were all right and the ways that we were doing. And at that time, Father, if we remember back, we were failing in every single area of our life for God's sakes. But we thank you that you drew us by the Spirit of God into your kingdom. And when we came in, your Spirit has changed us by the Word of God. I pray for a more fast on lightning type revelation to come to people who press into your word more than ever before. Holy Ghost, take the blinders away from our eyes and from our mind that's holding us back from walking in the things of God, from grabbing onto our true identity. Lord, we're not black. We're not white. We're not Russian. We're not even American. We are sons and daughters of the living God in the spirit realm. And I just break prejudice off anybody's life who's in here right now. You spirit, you loose them and you leave them go. And every seed that was sown into their mind will be broken and dead right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for what you did this morning. I thank you for igniting us, exciting us, and making us ready to continue with you in every area of our life. And we give you the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. All right, praise God. Wednesday night, 7.30, Marie. Love you guys.